Morning Church, my name is Mawon. Back in today, I will be I'm hosting the service and then giving the announcements. So just first we want to welcome anyone who is joining us for the very first time. So if you are here and it's your first time, please raise your hand. For one of them, we want to give you a warm people welcome. Don't be shy if you're here for the first time. And Okay, these are all familiar folks. Awesome. So if you're joining us online for the first time, we also want to give you a big warm tea. So let's welcome the first time. Yes, sir. Service will be happening at 9 30 uh, online on, on our YouTube channel. So we will not have a physical meeting for our Christmas service. Please do catch us online uh, on our YouTube page. At this and then the second announcement is that uh, every year we start our year with prayer and fasting, joining with our uh, wider Reformation family. And this coming year, the fasting, prayer, fasting, consultation meeting is happening from the 11th of January to the 15th of January. That's from Monday to Friday. And the theme for this, for next year's uh, consultation week is Awesome God. After such a, <laughs> not so awesome God. <laughs> yes, thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> so please, please, I want to challenge you if you've never. Going that, that week, uh, it's normally not so. Generally, not a busy month, so most people can actually take time and fast. And if you don't have to fast all the same, uh, and we, we do have a booklet that is normally provided, and that will come, and more information will come soon. So, just wanna encourage you if you've never joined us for that week, and you don't have to be here physically to join us. You can be fasting from home, and you join us over WhatsApp for prayer sessions. So please do prioritize that. Uh, and then for our tithes and offerings, uh, actually, I don't have it here, but there's that scripture flowing from last week's Thanksgiving um, service. There's a scripture called, there's a scripture in Galatians 6 that speaks about us not getting tired of doing good. And just on behalf of Pastor Zappi and Jenny, I just want to uh, just, just thank you. All the people who faithfully been giving to this community, to this body, for the last couple of years. Uh, last week we shared powerful testimonies about what God has been able to do in people's lives. And we essentially, those things don't happen you know, without your faithful giving and commitment to this local family. And we just want to thank you for, yeah, for allowing God to use you to advance the gospel from this. Uh, local church and local body, and we just want to honor and thank you and extend, you know, and thank you from the two parties uh, for your honor. And so, 
Yeah, so just an encouragement for that from that teacher. Let us continue to eat after the time of doing those things. I ask faithfully giving. You know, it's a good thing that Catholic children do that. So thank you so much. And so for as you know, we do not ask spiritual blessings for the um, offerings. <laughs> so if you want to give your offering, you can do it late. You can do it online at home. Also, you can do it at the box at the door. You can sit it in there. So I'm going to give you a moment uh, to do that. And I'm going to ask the sound to play a bit of music. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, so I'm going to invite our guest speaker for today. Uh, he hails all the way from First Day. He has uh, four kids. He's married to his wonderful wife, Stella. Uh, can you please give a warm welcome for us? Stand outside this, this morning in a lovely sunny day. 
and in freedom to proclaim your, your name and to bring honour and glory to you. Father, we commit this service to you. We ask you to speak to us and give it up to you and me. And be the chairman of the speech. Let it be you. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All the days I've been helping you on From the moment that I wake up until I lay my hands, my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you've been so, so good. With every breath that I'm able. I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire, as in the darkest of night. You are close, like no other. I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life has been faithful. All my life has been so, so good. With every breath that I have, I will sing of the goodness of God. Because your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. I give you everything with my life laid down on surrender. Your goodness is running after, is running after me. These are the lyrics from the song that this on the lyrics. The goodness of God. And the theme of my my word today, my sermon today, is the goodness of God. The Lord um, gave this thing to me about four weeks ago. And I thought, oh, that is great. That's it all. Um, there's such a lot about the goodness of God in Scripture. So it's really going to be um, not a difficult sermon to prepare and to bring. Little did I know that I am so unqualified to speak about the goodness of God. And I'm, I'm not trying to, to be humble for the show. I'm not saying that for any show, but the thing is, what I realize, what the Lord shows me is that for the created, to try within the extent of my mind, my brain, to encompass the extent of the goodness of God is not possible. Is bigger and better than what we can imagine. We read in Psalm 119 that David says, You are good, and what you do is good. And he says to the Lord, 
look of good. And to me that that word good is it's more than an adjective. It's more of a a word that means more than just a mere description of God. It's almost a noun when we talk about God. God, you know, God is love. In other words, God equals love. The same fashion, the Bible tells us that God equals good. Because God equals good, what he does on this earth is good. Um, in Exodus 33, the Lord says to Moses, I will call the one with him to go before you, to pass before you. Um, maybe it's, it's not it's not from seeing uh, scripture or scripture for whatsoever, but maybe we should have a look at it with ourselves. Um, Piece about this piece of scripture before we use it. Um, one of my favorite scriptures. Let's have a look at it. Um, let's take it to that from verse 11, where it says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face, and that speaks with his king. Then Moses would return to the camp, and his young guy Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, but you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so that I may know you and continue to find favor with me. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked. It will find peace with me. And I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, Verse, verse 19. I will cause all the goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on the rock. Then my glory passes by, I will put you I will put you in a cliff. In the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face will not see. Verse 34 5. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, the gracious God, slow to anger, abundant in love. Love will love, faithfulness. And we read them in verse 8 of Moses, um, 12 down. Now, 
to think about this again, to understand it in again, we always do that. We come to the end of the year and we reflect on what has happened and we give thanks and praise and, and so on. And we, we say to ourselves, what can we take from this year? What can we learn from this year? And we go into a new year. And I've heard so many times, I think many of you have, people said, for instance, um, in, can't we just restart 2020 in July? Uh, or people have said, can't 2021 just arrive so that we can just get over this year? But it is not the end. It is the end of the year, but it's not the end of the circumstances we find ourselves in. We have seen in, in Europe, so-called second wave, we have, we're seeing it in our country now. Um, numbers are climbing again. So we are in this. We are still in it. I preached on, on the 30th of August. It's about three months, just over three months ago. Um, and I, I referred to numbers, COVID numbers. Um, as at 27 August, which was the day that I recorded the message. And in that message, I refer uh, us, rec- well, the numbers, the global numbers of people who contracted COVID was 24.3 million, of which 830 people had died. Now, if I'm not mistaken, COVID started, the outbreak started in December of 2019. So it's about nine months. Do you know where the numbers are this morning? The global numbers. 66,8 million. In three months, it almost tripled. 1.5 million people died. It's, it's more than double. South Africa, we're standing on 810,000, whereas at that time, I think it was I can't remember. It was, it was um, a lot less. South Africa's numbers are still low in comparison to the rest of the world. Um, you may say, I thought you were going to talk about the goodness of God. Yes, I am talking about the goodness of God. I'm not um, changing the subject. But we're reflecting on the goodness of God to us in the year that has gone past. But what I want to submit to you is that it applies not in the past, but in the present and in the future. We must for that which lies ahead. We don't know what, what it is. We don't know when we're going to have a <clears throat> vaccine. We must take strength in how good the Lord has been to us in the past. Um, you know, I have not contracted covid as a matter of fact, no one in my extended family or in, in Stella's extended family 
has contracted COVID. So that, does that make God good? Is it good because I and my family have not contracted the disease? My practice would probably at the end of the financial year see a decline of between 40 and 50% of turnover as to the, the previous year. Is God bad? Because, because of that. Or should I look at the, the other side of the coin? That despite COVID, I've managed to sustain between 50 and 60% of my previous year's income or turnover. Does that make God good? My wife almost, she, she gave a, a testimony this morning, but she almost closed down her business. And now something is, is coming through that may cause her business to explode if it comes through. Is God good because of that? What about, what about the, the one, those of you sitting here or watching online who, who contracted the disease, who lost a loved one or loved ones to the disease? Is God good in your situation? If you lost your, your work, your business, your income, your house, is God good or not because of that? You see, the enemy loves situations like this to bring doubt. Remember what the enemy said to to Abram. Did the Lord really say that you should not back from the tree? What did he say to Jesus? He said, if you are the Son of God. So, he comes in this slimy way and, and creates doubt. And with a situation like this, the enemy comes to man and says, is God good? Why, if he is good, would he allow a pandemic like this? And then we would say, God did not cause COVID-19. Enemies would say, but why did he allow it? Why doesn't he give you a vaccine, a cure? Why is he delaying that? Is he really good? Now, there is a well-known philanthropist, uh, a musician, I'm not going to mention his name, who in the, especially the 70s, 80s, but still today, but raised millions of pounds for especially um, aid to northern and central Africa. Um, and we had those um, poverty and, and hunger in Ethiopia. I think it was beginning 80s, late 70s, with AIDS and so on. He raised millions. He invested millions of his own money and time. He's a self-proclaimed atheist. His heart is to do good. And it's not just talk with him. He walks what he talks. But he says that if I consider the hardship 
and the poverty and the suffering that I've seen, then they can't be a God. No God would allow that. Are we going to agree with that? In the midst of each one's situation. The psalmist, especially David, sang praises about the goodness of God. (coughs) I've referred to Psalm 119. And we may say, it's easy for David to talk, because he was king. He had subjects who paid tax to him. They don't really have to work. He doesn't know about my situation. He doesn't know what it feels like not to have an income. He doesn't know what it feels like to have lost someone. Um, He had soldiers that that fought for him. He had servants who would be there at his big and call to do whatever he said. They had to do whatever he said. So how could a king or a king's praises to the Lord in his circumstances be compared to mine? How can you expect me to bring praise to the Lord as this morning's free prayer? It was just all about praise to the Lord. How can you say, because David did it, I should always... Well, let's just for a moment investigate David's life. I think if ever there was someone in history who would be entitled to seek counselling for rejection, it would be David. David was... It's, maybe it's, it's a bit of a strong word to, to refer to rejection when we talk about his father. Um, maybe overseen would be better. But you all remember that when the um, prophet was called to anoint the next king, he wasn't even invited to the occasion. As a matter of fact, when um, Samuel said to Jesse, the king is not here, isn't there another one? Jesse's answer was, yes, there's the young one who's tending the sheep. He didn't say, oh, I forgot about David who's tending the sheep. He said, he just dismissed him, the young one tending the sheep. Don't, don't forget it, let's get on with And Samuel said, go and call him. So, in his heart, he must have experienced rejection. He was rejected by the king, by his king, by his, his master. The one whom he brought fame. Remember, David took the fight to the Philistines. He ran up towards um, Goliath. Goliath said, send someone, if I kill him, you will serve us. And if he kills me, we, the Philistines, will serve you. So he killed him and therefore subjected the Philistines to Saul's reign. He, he put Saul on the map. Um, Saul rejected him. He was, Saul was the father of, of David's best friend. He was the father-in-law to be of David. The one to whom David made music to to pacify, to soothe his his soul, his spirit. He was hunted down like a criminal by his king. 
David started his army with 400, what can we call it? Wannabes. Rejected. Washouts. Whatever you want to call them. Look at the scripture. I think it's 1 Samuel 22, 23. Um, he had to, to fight wars. He was hungry. Remember, he, he had to go to the, he went to the temple and they ate the, the um, bread, the, the sacrificial bread, because they don't have food. David was rejected by his wife. He was rejected by his own son, Absalom. He, um, he lost four children. They say the worst thing that can happen to a parent is to lose a child. He lost four children. So I think David knew what he was talking about if we look at trials and tribulations and difficulties of life. He had it all. So many of the Psalms he cries out, he says, My enemies surrounding me, they are all over. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me against my enemies. So he knew what he was talking about, yet he remained faithful. He remained a person who continued to sing of the goodness of God. My script verse is Psalm 27. And I'm going to read it from the NIV. Those of you who have Bibles are welcome to to follow it. Um, Psalm 27. Again, it is good to get into the Word, to read the Word. So, don't mind. I'm just going to read the whole thing. I think the chicken is, is fine in the oven. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom? So, I want you... When, when I read this, or when you follow it in, in your Bibles, spend, spend this time with the Lord. Read your circumstances into this. Read into this what 2020 has done to you. So, the Lord is my light and my salvation. What shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of what Shall I be afraid? When evil men, the psalmist says, but when circumstances advance against me to devour my flesh, when my circumstances attack me, they will stumble and fall. Your circumstances, the Bible says, your circumstances, whatever it is, will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Through those war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, you will keep me safe in His dwelling. You will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle, and set me high upon a rock. Then my 
it will be exalted above the enemies or circumstances that surround me. I will rise up from whatever circumstances so that I can exalt him. Um, it will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. And this morning, shouts of joy. It's amazing how the Lord would just, and didn't even know I was preaching. She didn't know what I was preaching about. She didn't know what my scripture is. But the Lord led her in worship this morning, pre-prayer, to say, let's shout for joy. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says, if you seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my circumstances. For false witnesses rise up against me. Let's change that. For false words or doubts are brought to me by the enemy. I am still confident of this. I remain confident of this. That I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. (coughs) You all know the story, not story, piece of scripture of David's son, Solomon who, whilst he was sleeping, was approached by the Lord, and the Lord said to him, Ask one thing of me, and I will give it to you. And we often hear stories um, in humor about people who, the so-called good fairy, or the genie in the bottle, would say, "Um, I'll give you three wishes, what do you want? And I remember as a, as a child, we used to, to play this, this game. And I'm sure many of you did. If you had one wish, what would it be? Who didn't, who didn't play that? Um, and I was quick. I was, I was very young when I figured out that if I get one wish, it would be that all my wishes would come true. <laughs> you see, I, I wanted it all. I wanted a blank check. Not, I didn't want it money or big house or fast car or a nice store or uh, sweets or whatever. I just wanted it all. So all my wishes would come true. Now, this is not the, the good fairy that comes to, um, to Solomon with, with three wishes. This is the living God. The one who can actually do it. And he says, I'll give you one wish. We know that um, Solomon then said, give me wisdom so that I can lead your people. We know that it pleased the Lord. And the Lord said, 
because you did not ask for long life, I will give you wisdom and a long life, because you did not ask for riches, I will give you a long life, wisdom and riches. And we read that he was the most clever person, king, the richest person. We don't read or find a similar situation where the Lord would come to David and say to David, ask one thing of me. And the reason is, because of David's relationship with the Lord, because of his walk with the Lord, it wasn't necessary for the Lord to come to him and to say, ask one thing of me. David had the freedom to go to the Lord without the Lord asking him and to say to the Lord, I want this from you. And what is it that he wanted from him? It's in verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his holy temple. When David says that I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, he didn't mean to say, um, in those days it was called the tabernacle. He didn't mean to say, I want to go and sit in the tabernacle all the days of my life. He wasn't talking about the physical church building. He was talking about the presence, that relationship with the Lord. All the days of his life, he wanted to be in that presence. And I'm not talking about presence here being Holy Spirit fills you and you shake and you manifest and so on. No, it's that walk on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis with the Lord. All the days of his life. And whilst doing that, to gaze upon the beauty and splendor of the Lord. And because of that, because that was his desire, and because that was his life, he didn't just say, I want it. He went for it. Because of that, he can say in Psalm 119, the Lord is good, and what he does is good. But also, because of that, he says in verse 13, I remain confident of this. That I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living all the days of my life. In my profession, words, how words are used and which words are used is very important. And how you interpret a single word can change the outcome of a set of facts. So, when David says in verse 13, I remain confident of this, he doesn't say, I am confident or was confident. I remain. It means that I was confident, I am presently confident, and I will be confident in future. And that is why earlier I referred to the COVID situation, 
that we are in and that we are going to be in for we don't know how long. In that situation, shall we remain confident that we will see the goodness of God? In sorry, Psalm 32, and this is from the the Passion Translation, Psalm 32, verse 10, David says, So my conclusion is this, many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. But when you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, His wraparound love will surround you. So, therefore, celebrate the goodness of God. He shows his kindness to everyone who is his. Go ahead, shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please him. Celebrate the goodness of God. There are so many further scriptures. I'm not going to go into them. Um, about the goodness, only from the Psalms. I mean, if, if you would take your phone or your concordance and, and um, try and find all the scriptures relating to the goodness of God, we will be here um, talking about that, preaching about that beyond COVID, I'm sure. Um, 30, uh, Psalm 34, 80 says, Taste and see that the Lord is Good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in me. And I still want to understand that one. I haven't been able to. He uses um, two senses. Taste and see. What does that mean? How do you taste and see that the Lord is good? I think that is probably a, a topic for a series. Taste and see. Um, Psalm 100, for the, God is, for the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. 107, give thanks to the Lord for his good, his love endures forever. And so it goes on and on. Um, Psalm 145, the Lord is good to all, his mercies are all over all his works. Let's try and bring this together, wrap this up. I asked various questions. Is God good because of what happened in my life this year? Is he bad because of what happened in other people's lives? No. God is not good because of. That is taking the consequence, taking the result of a circumstance and building upon that the goodness of God. That is wrong. The starting point, the foundation is that God is good. That is what he is. If If I refer to his DNA, 
with respect. If God has DNA and how DNA is intertwined, so you've got goodness and love and kindness and all of that is intertwined. That is his being. That is who he is, what he is, his goodness. And because of his goodness, from that flows good things. Um, People may ask, and they they often ask, but why? Why then does he allow things, bad things to happen? If he is good, why does he allow that? Like that that person I referred to, um, who said, if I look at all these things, it can't be a God. My inability to explain things to explain my inability as a human to explain why God allows certain things will not lead me to blame the Creator, to blame my God for things that I can't explain. Because I I don't know why. He allows things. But I'm not going to blame him for that because I can't explain it. As I said, my mind cannot contemplate him. The pot can't say to the potter, why did you do X, Y, and Z? The created cannot say to the creator, But I can tell you one thing. I will remain or continue to testify like like Paul in in Romans says that um, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purposes. Whatever your circumstances, know this. I'm convinced of this, that God will cause all things to work for the good of us. His desire as we know, from the beginning, he created man to have fellowship with him. That is his heart, that is his desire. God is good and his desire is to show his goodness to us, to show his love to us, to provide for us, to care for us, to interact with us so that we can become more like him. That is why one of the fruits of the Spirit is goodness. One of the fruits is goodness. God wants us to become more and more like him. If we can go back to the way we started. Your mercy, Lord, never fails me. And it has never failed me. 
All my days I've been held in your hands. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. You've led me through the fire and in the darkest of the night you've been closer like no other. I have known you and I still know you as a father. I've known you, I still know you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. I will continue to live in the goodness of God. Because your goodness is running after me. The God who created man to spend eternity with him. The God who gave his own son so that man can spend eternity with him. That God is so passionate that his goodness is running after us. He pursues us. Even if we turn away, his goodness keeps on running after us. Scripture says that It is the will of the Father that not a single one should not be saved. Scripture says that God doesn't delay in times unnecessarily. He just wants to give more time for people to come to him. That's why he pursues us. His goodness runs after us. Let us not Continue to only look at 2020 in the light of what we have suffered. Let us not look at the 40 to 50 percent that we've lost. Let's look at the 50 to 60 percent that we have maintained. Let's look at this here. And reflect on the goodness of God in our lives. Of one thing I am sure. That I will sing of the goodness of God for the days of my life. Shall we pray? Father, how do we bring thanks to you for your goodness? You are so, so good. Goodness is what you are, is who you are. It is in nature. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your provision. We thank you that you have sustained us and that you will continue to sustain us. We thank you that your heart is for us. 
to be well. We thank you that you dealt with punishment at the cross. You are our God. You are our Father. You are our friend. Help us, Lord, to have a David attitude towards you. And to bring honor and glory to you for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, for all that you will do for us. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance and your presence. Amen. And amen. Amen. Can you-